0: one and we are recording with mr dale comstock mr brian rust and mr don the pleb uh all of whom have been on here before i don't think all together but i guess to kind of segue what i was just saying before we start recording is uh don's in texas and uh brian and dale are in florida kind of the only places where it seems any semblance of america is is continuing to persist and Dale has, despite being to what, like a five hundred and ninety countries, I know there's not that many. <laughs> yeah. The shittiest places he's seen is uh San Francisco. And you know, take that for what it is. But uh I figured we'd talk about those places are lost, how to save the existing places. But um before that, I guess uh, Dale, could you kind of maybe so I'm not putting words in your mouth, could you tell uh Mr. Rust about just how exactly horrible it is as opposed to Florida.
1: Yeah. All right. So let me just preface it with this. I've literally lived in traveled to or worked in over 97 countries, um, my whole life. And, uh, currently I reside in Bali, Indonesia, which is paradise. Um, I'm pretty close to it, but I've lived, you know, I've been to central South America, I've lived over Europe, um, Hong Kong. And, uh, so I've had the opportunity to, to immerse myself in different cultures um, countries etc so i ended up in san francisco actually i will start going there at the uh, end of october on an invitation from a company that uh, used my services before and essentially what they're doing is they're providing a security or security for a very large um uh, how do I describe it um, retail store very large uh international fact and in san francisco los angeles the bay area uh really all up and down the west coast um but particularly in california you have a lot of crime rampant crime to the point where uh, you know there's literally proposition 47 you can steal up to 950 dollars worth of anything and it's only a misdemeanor um and that's if they'll even charge you right so and with the defund the police and all the other, you know, stupid stuff that's going on out there. Um, You know, for example, San Francisco, I think they lost over 150 police officers that refused to get the vaccine. Um, So that ain't even worse. Um, They have neutered the police department in that they literally can't do anything. Um, So, for example, I was uh, was at one of these department stores and my job is a security contractor consultant Uh, My job is to protect the store employees. That's it. I have nothing to do with shoplifting or stopping crime. My job is just to protect the employees from getting beat up from from people off the street. And this particular location I'm at, I mean, I don't know how many people come through those doors in a day, but it's probably close to several thousand come through there. I mean, it's just a constant stream of people coming in there. And, And so most of them come in there to shop honestly, and pay for the goods, but many, many come in to shoplift and it's brazen. It's so brazen that they literally pull in carts, uh, four wheel carts, 40 gallon trash bags, um, shopping carts. They come in and literally just take their time loading up everything they want, literally stealing thousands of dollars worth of merchandise at a time. And uh, they literally do that in front of the police and me because neither one of us have any powers to do anything. In fact, uh, um, although as a citizen, I have the power to arrest, you know, um, police officer always has the power to arrest. Um, We are not allowed to do that. In fact, the police won't do it for the most part. I've never seen them arrest anybody for shoplifting uh, other than when I've actually called the police um, to nab guys that are like really the worst of the worst. I mean, it's so organized that They'll actually send out recon to come and see if there's police at the at the facility, um, how busy it is. And they'd like to hit early in the morning when the when the stores open and late in the evening, particularly when it's dark and it's getting close to closing time. <clears throat> That's kind of when the zombies amass on the other side of this this building. And they, you know, they work out their strategy. And they come, it's like the zombie horde, it's the craziest thing you'll ever see. And uh they come in and they steal with impunity, they take their time, it's brazen because they know nobody will do anything to them. You cannot touch them. Um, You can't do anything. You can't even take the merchandise from them. Um, It's that bad out there. And so the police won't interfere. I've actually seen cops try to take some of the stuff back and get in a wrestling match. They've actually resisted the police officer. And the cops just take their hand off, go, you know what? I'm not going to jail or get in trouble over some stolen merchandise. Good luck. Have at it. And they just walk out. And they do it every day. They come back every day. It's not one guy or two guys. I'm literally, it's 50 to 100 people a day come in and do this. And uh, it's the most insane thing I've seen. I've seen, I watch it on a daily event. I watch people come in and shoot heroin on the floor. They they literally pull their pants down, poop on the floor. They poop in their hand. They smear the all over the windows. They throw poop at people. Um, I've seen them. I've seen people walk around no clothes on. Um, as long as they have socks on, they're not considered nude. I've seen women walking around you know, up and down, up and down Market Street, you know, completely naked. And the weirdest thing is nobody's paying attention. Nobody's actually, it's like, they're, they're so used to seeing this. Nobody actually pays any attention to them. I look around and go, has anybody else seen this? It's just me. I've got video of all this stuff. I've seen men standing on the crosswalk with 20 other people getting ready to cross heavy traffic and they're masturbating. Literally you got their junk hanging out and they're masturbating. I, Um I, I mean, there's so many stories to tell. I've even seen. We've even been robbed with pit bulls. I've had. We got a guy that comes in on a regular basis with a pit bull, six a pit bull on everybody. Like while, while he takes all this stuff and then walks out. And uh, and he, it, The problem is trying to arrest that guys like him. You call the police, and the first thing they ask is, well, is there a weapon involved?" No, but you know he's threatening us. He's you know he's carrying a hypodermic needle or whatever. And uh, they never show up. They never show up. They won't, unless there's actually a weapon involved, then they'll show up. Now, I've labeled this pit bull weapon because he's using it as such, but every time I've called, it takes them a couple minutes to get there, and these guy's long gone. They've, they've got this down to a science. They literally come in, and they know that they have about 60 seconds time on target. They know where they're going, what they're grabbing. It's probably coming earlier done a recon, you know. It's just that bizarre. Um, and the, the level of drugs and drug abuse and homelessness is um, – Again, it's, it's mind boggling. Fentanyl is by far the worst drug that's out there. And uh, I'll tell you what, I've seen the side effects. I've literally seen everything, dead bodies on the street in San Francisco at night. You know, they've got they've got a patrol that walks around and, and basically Rouse picks up these bodies and, and moves these people to, from one location to another. Um, these people literally look like zombies. Their, their skin is so degraded and it's got you know they've got cysts and and open wounds and eczema and all whatever man it just they literally look like zombies um i've never seen anything like that they're all many of them are just out of their literally out of their mind even when they're not on drugs anymore it's just that bad and uh you can't walk 10 feet without either smelling urine or human feces or running into some nutcase, screaming and hollering at somebody, you know, his alter ego or whatever. Um, I've seen people getting punched in the head. I saw a little Chinese woman get punched in the back of the head by another woman. She fell out in front of another car because it came through in the intersection. She turned around and kicked another woman in the groin at the same time, you know, and and then she went over and, and punched another manager at another store in the head. Police showed up and I, I said, hey, you know, this woman just stole some stuff. She's punching people in the head. And they're like, well, do you want to press charges? I go, well, why wouldn't we? Of course. So they actually arrested her, wrote her a ticket and released her on the spot. Why? Wow. This is the kind of stuff that goes on every day there. And this is San Francisco. And I have tourists that come to me all the time. Um, even people from out of state from Florida. And they're looking at me go, Hey, aren't you going to do anything? And I'm standing there like this going, I'm doing it. You know, and they're like, what? I go, yeah. And, uh, and I said, don't believe the postcards, you know? And, um, San Francisco, in my opinion, is the worst city in the world I've ever been to. I've been to third world countries that were more sane than this. Um, Safer, cleaner. um, And I I will point to who's at at fault of this. The mayor, London Breed. Okay. She's a piece of garbage. Okay. So now they're going to try to rescind Proposition 47, but they're going to vote on it this fall. Really? So in the meantime, everybody just has a heyday until then, right? Um, The city council. All bunch of liberals. All right. And the D.A., the D.A., his, his father actually uh, went to prison for murdering two police officers, and an armored car uh, security officer uh, in a botched armored car robbery. And so this is the mayor of San Francisco who got on uh, two months ago, got on social media and uh, praised the system for releasing his father. Thank you, Dad. Thank you for letting him go. You know, it's like dude, he's from a crime family, literally. And so he's so. Um, in fact, he's prosecuting police officers, security officers left and right. Oh, yeah. um, you know, in fact, I've talked to security officers. They've literally taken their handcuffs off, their batons off. Um, they're, they're, Guys are getting literally going to jail for putting handcuffs on people and, and scratching the wrist and they're losing everything for it, you know. And so um, the, the system doesn't it doesn't work for the, the civilians. It doesn't work for the law enforcement officer security. It works in favor of the criminals. Also, the other thing they do. So it's a racket. So um, they have they basically issue these EBT cards to the homeless people. They get I think something like eight hundred dollars a month. Um, They get a a voucher for a hotel where you can go shower, get cleaned up. Um, So, and then you got third uh, other vendors that come in, third third party vendors that come in that basically issue blankets and stuff, right, to homeless people, and they get paid from the city, right. So it's a self-licking ice cream all the way around. So it's a good idea to keep everybody on drugs on the street because everybody else is profiting, and um, you know prices go up for everything, and people are literally leaving San Francisco by the droves. The stores are closing left and right. I think there's so far, I think 27 or 28 Walgreens stores have closed down, um, and it. will Linda was like, "Oh, well, it's because of economics." No, it's actually because of the level of crime. Right from where I work, I go down to Walgreens about 100 yards away from me to go grab some lunch. And I know all, there's three security officers in a Walgreens. And these guys are constantly, literally, physically tossing people out the store um, and just hooking and jabbing. It's just insane because the doors are wide open. People come in and they just steal food and stuff. And, and uh, you know, these guys do the best they can. But even they are working under a lot of constraints and restrictions and can't do too much. Um, I feel sorry for the guys. I mean, they're literally out there dragging people, fighting with people all day long. And, uh, So that's my experience in San Francisco. And, you know, my concern is it's not just San Francisco. So, you know, we're talking Oakland, we're talking Los Angeles, we're talking Chicago. New York just implemented the same policies. Okay, they just came out and go, hey, we're going to adopt the same policies. You know, it's no longer a crime. If you're a teenager and you punch a cop, you know, it's no longer a crime. if You resist arrest. It's no longer if you steal, you know, everything. It's it's the most bizarre thing ever. And uh, and so it's becoming almost malignant um especially in the in the liberal states you know i don't know if it'll ever become like that here i I hope not but uh um you know this is a sign of the times this is um you know sign and symptoms of a really bad disease that's been perpetuated under the guise of social justice you can't even remove a homeless person that's sleeping on the street and literally they, they will literally lay out on the sidewalk Right there in the middle of traffic, it's like, how can you even rest with all these people stepping over and walking around you? A police officer can't even go out there and say, hey, I need you to move to the side. It's immoral. That's what they call it, immoral. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's so, you know, it's almost impossible. It's so hard to describe until you actually live it. And it's like a circus. Um, It really is. Every day, it's like, you know what kind of fun stuff I we'll get to watch today. I mean, literally men, men having sex in the in a men's locker room, you know, the homosexuals up there in a, in a men's uh, changing rooms. Um, people come in and they can't find a toilet. So they go into the dressing rooms and they literally shit on the floor. They pee on the floor. um, They have sex in there. They go to sleep and they get drugged up and go to sleep and, you know, for four or five hours inside the dressing room. Right. And, uh, and you can't get them out. You can't do anything. You're like, Hey, sir, are you awake yet, sir. You know, somebody would like to use this, you know, it's, it's it's crazy i mean the criminals have all the uh they have all the rights out there i've actually seen them you know we we when we do stop them um they'll get very combative um and I always love it when it's a black police officer with me and they call him a racist, you know, and then, and then, you know, and then they say, you know, wait till the war starts. You know, you're going to pay for this. You're going to die. They're so indoctrinated. And, you know, it's their privilege. It's their right to steal. And they always go, you know, they're making all kinds of money, you know, and they're ripping people off. And it's like, you know, it's a business, you know, and that doesn't give you the right to steal from them. But uh, they've just lost this whole concept of morality, you know, and, and uh, they just they don't. And I came in, I was in there one day and a woman comes in, black woman, and she just just lay, lays into me for like 30 minutes. She said I was guarding um, stolen properties, property that was stolen from the Indians and from the blacks and all the minorities. And why are you guarding this property? And and I'm like, you know, I'm working, I'm not having this conversation with you. She goes, oh, you don't have this conversation with me. Well, I'm going to teach you something. And then, man, it got even worse and worse To where I had a crowd forming up in the store and... You know, and I was kind of backed in the corner for a little bit, and uh, I'm not going to run. I have to maintain my poise, and I have to do that for all the other employees to show that I'm not going to run from somebody with a big mouth. But you know, you get this kind of these attacks. I was attacked just for being white. Um, you know, I was I was lectured that my forefathers are all rapists and pedophiles and murderers. Um, and this is a, and this is public screaming, man, chastisement. You know, and uh, I'm thinking, man, have man, have the tables ever been turned, you know, um, suddenly I'm getting beaten up for just being a white guy, you know, doing my job, you know, and, uh, I actually had one of the managers tell me, Hey, next time, just, just leave and just go upstairs and break room and get away. You know, and I thought, why should I do that? My job's here to pull security. I said, you know, your employees are counting on me. And if I run away, what's that what kind of messages that send to them? I said, that's not what I do, you know? And, uh, but anyways, it's been a, it's been a, it's been an interesting time. I'm getting ready to go back out there tomorrow for a couple of weeks. Got it. So all the guys that are coming in are guys from uh, East coast. I'm bringing in seals. Uh, everybody's got some kind of law enforcement background, but literally we're bringing lose in guys.
2: Did I lose everybody?
1: Huh? What's that? I lost everybody.
0: No, that's you, Don. No, keep, sorry, keep talking now. Don's connection. Oh, yeah, shut yeah.
1: out. No. So, uh, um, you know, it's literally, they're bringing us in from the East coast because um, it's a problem. You know, and they need guys that have, you know, certain resumes and backgrounds that go out there, one, not lose their mind and do something stupid, um, but two, can kind of help support this thing and, and provide uh, top cover protection for the employees. So that's kind of a, uh, that's kind of the little gig I got going on the side. Now they pay really well. Uh, I'll tell you right now, the, the paycheck is the same as if I was going to Iraq or Afghanistan. Um you know, that's pretty scary, too, that they're paying me that much money in the United States. And so people go, why don't you go to Ukraine? Like, why would I go to Ukraine when I can get the same money here? <laughs> and I don't yeah, know how right. to look out, and nobody's gonna shoot at me. Well, not much anyways, you know. And I, I do wear armor and I'm uh, fully protected. But, uh, you know, it's uh, at least I get to go home at night and go into a, a hotel room and get a good night's sleep. So, and, you know, I got coffee and, and warm food waiting for me, too. So, um yeah. But, you know, this is the whole thing is, you know, we're, where we started with this was, you know, ultimately, man, this is the, our country is just going down the toilet on so many levels. And, uh, you know, the level of crime, the, this level of this entitlement mindset, um, this reverse racism, reverse discrimination, this re- reverse misogynism, all these things. It's just how did we get here today, you know, so fast? where everything was right now is wrong. What was up is now down. What was left is now right. It's like, everything is like, we're in this, this weird paradox where everything is just reversed in life. You know, men are now women, you know, <laughs> it's just. Uh, so
2: uh, I, I've got kind of an answer to that question. So I grew up in California uh, and I, I lived in generally the Sacramento area. And I've been going to San Francisco for, you know, hey, let's go down to the big city kind of thing once, twice a year for, I don't know, 30 years, right? And uh, there's some stuff that people should know because everybody's like, oh man, this snuck up on us. And we didn't, you know, and dear rest of the country, it's sneaking up on you, right? If you lived in California through the 90s and early 2000s, this was coming, it was obvious. Gavin Newsom, current governor of California, former mayor of San Francisco, all of these problems started During his tenure as mayor of San Francisco, the you know, the human feces on the street, the uh, the crime and the way that they deal with crime, all of this, uh, it's okay, just hug box nonsense. Uh, they stopped arresting people years ago. They did the, the safe injection site thing started under Newsom and these policies, the arrest of California. If you're listening to this and going, man, San Francisco is terrible, but I live in insert little city in the mountains. It's coming for you. And Newsom said that when he got elected, said, uh, you know, uh, the, all of our social justice things are going great in the cities, but all of rural California, it's not going so great. And he started filing lawsuits immediately this kind of thing, even if you wanted to contain it, you need to understand that in a, a state as corrupt as California and it is, I will happily say, the most corrupt state in the nation. Uh, it is it, state that corrupt, it, it doesn't stay contained. And that was the California plan for years is look, you wanna ruin the cities, fine, we'll move out to the middle of nowhere, we'll live in a beautiful state, we'll live uh, you know, up in the mountains, we'll live uh, anywhere other than you know the coastline where everything's terrible. And it is it is now spreading en masse to everywhere, uh, and there is no containment of this of any variety. Even worse, we're federal. Uh, we're subsidizing this with the federal government. California, despite all the things that it will tell you, gets massive subsidies from the feds. Right, the feds come down and they say, uh, "Oh, your all of your uh, little hug box programs about uh, you know we we need to reform uh, homeless and and give just give them a chance, and then everything will be great." They're about half of that is federal money, depending on the year. Uh, you know, California increases their budget. They go back to the feds. They say, oh, that wasn't enough money. You're supposed to be subsidizing our stupid program to the tune of anywhere between 30 and 50%. We increased the budget. Now you're only subsidizing us to the tune of 10% and they get more money out of the feds. And this cycle just perpetuates forever. Uh, and in the world of how did we get up is down, black is white, men or women, etc. This is the kind of stuff that they were teaching in schools in the 90s. Um, when I was a kid, I, I watched two guys get in a fight. You know, I'm in high school and guys fight. It's what they do. And uh, it it didn't matter. Uh, you know, th- this was a very repeatable circumstance. It didn't matter who started the fight. It didn't matter what it was about. Uh, and let's be honest, if two guys in high school are fighting, there's at least a 50% chance it's over a woman. Right. Didn't matter. The only reason two guys of different races ever fight is because racism. That's it. 100% of the time, white guys are racist. The only reason they're in this fight is because the white guy wanted to beat up a black guy because of historical racism. And so I watched the rest of the country go, well, man, where would all this historical racism nonsense come from? I'm like, man, this this is my high school life. What are you talking about? This has always been here. And these people... You know, all of us, uh, everybody who's even vaguely conservative says, man, if you want to live that way, fine. You know, you keep that in San Francisco, I'll, I'll move to Texas, which is exactly what I did. Right? I live in the middle of Texas. They're not going to stop. They are coming for you. They think it is a moral issue that you don't live like this. These people are, you know, everybody's been sitting listening to people get offended by otherwise ridiculous things, right? For about a decade now and, and laughing at these people and thinking it's uh you know it's pretty funny that some guy that a thousand miles away is offended over some joke that has been funny for the past century right those people think that that is that, like how you would feel if you knew for a fact that california had open pedophilia you'd be like look man there's a lot of stuff that you can do and i don't care but you don't get to do that And that's how they view you. That's how they view how you live. That's how they view how you think. That's how they view how you raise your kids. That's how they view how you run your store. Everything. Right. All that, you know, hey, uh, bouncers throw people out of bars. Well, but if they throw a black guy out of a bar, it's because of historical racism. Like, It's not because he got drunk and got in a bar fight because that's what all the rest of us got thrown out of the bar for. (laughs) No, never. Right. And. They, they think it is a, a moral slight against everything that they stand for. So they're never going to leave you alone. They are coming for you. And that is probably the most important thing. I think that I tell people ever, because it's, you know, when I moved to Texas, there were a bunch of people who gave me like, yeah, but California is just ridiculous. And I went, you know how you guys have uh, annual inspections now, right? And Texas does, they have an annual car inspection. They said, yeah. So back, 20 years ago, you guys didn't have annual car inspections. Do you know why you have them now? No, because California went and campaigned to the federal government that they have smog check laws and everybody in the country needs to have annual inspections. And now you have an annual inspection. And if you think that it stops there, you're wrong. They will do this with everything. They go to the feds and they tell people that uh, they have to work the way that California does, that it is a human rights violation, that people aren't allowed to that entire story that Dale just told. All of that. If you can't do that, it's a human rights violation. And so they are they are very self-righteous when they campaign about this and they don't stop because, again, like, hey, man, if you if you want to live in a city where people just steal stuff like your city's going to collapse and I'm going to laugh at you. Oh, you're you have open pedophilia in the city like mm, time. You, You get to do some some dumb stuff, but now you've gone a bridge too far i'm telling you every single thing every single thing with them. that's how it works so
0: we've uh we've beat mr rust into a pulp with our stories of the horrifying nature of the west coast as you as you so patiently sit here with a smile could you mr Rust, could you tell us uh, any positive stories from florida about how uh <laughs> maybe to maybe back up my point which i now i'm not sure is true that Florida is worth saving because it's not there yet. Do you see any of
3: this shit or is it a pretty cool place to live? Oh my God. This <laughs> I'm I need a I need some therapy after this story. I know, <laughs> man. It's what I get from being friends with Dale. I'm sorry. I know, right? But no, you know, it's it's really insane and uh, you know, the, this is something that is not really new. I mean, if you look back at history, you know, going back to as far as the, the 20s, you know, the progressives and the socialists, they've wanted this type of thing. So it's it's progressively been happening and it's it's you know happening in areas that are clearly, you know, progressive and Democrat, you know, run liberal run areas, you know, here in Florida. I mean, <laughs> Florida people are a different breed, that's for sure. And you don't really see a lot of that here. Um, you don't see any of that. Uh, even in some of the the big areas like Tampa and Orlando and Jacksonville, Miami, you know, some of these big areas, you don't see a lot of it. So um, Florida and the the rest of the country really truly is worth saving. Um, And I just wonder what it's going to take to to stop these progressives. I mean, I always say in my show that, you know, we're far beyond time for parents to stand up in the room and be the parents, you know, be the grownups in the room and tell these kids to knock it off. And I, I think we're starting to see that a little bit with some of the uh, the school board things going around around the country that parents are finally saying, "You know enough of this." Um, and in Florida, um, you know, like I said, we're a different breed of people. Um, and And we've had our bath salt people, and there's always the stories of Florida man. but um, you know, Florida has got a a huge population of veterans. Uh, and you know they're people that are all about freedom and all about uh, you know, this country. And and I don't I don't I don't know if I can see it happening here, you know, but um, who knows. But we, we definitely need to do something about it and stop Thank it all.
1: Well, what I'm seeing is Brian, I'm here in Panama City Beach is I'm starting to see a lot of New York and California license plates. Um, mm-hmm. a lot of that. And I'm actually as I follow, you know, let me tell you I hate Twitter. Um, <laughs> but I but I go to it because you really get a good sense of how the left thinks in fact i look at people like you know i watch i follow people like say ted cruz for example everybody that's on there is a lefty attacking him and i said you're doing something right when you have this many leftists right because and it's every conservative on there you know and uh and so i'm seeing a lot and i've and i've read a lot where people are commenting how they were from new york california And they're moving to Florida because of the better weather and they're going to bring their liberal policies with them. And their and their whole agenda is to help take this country down or this this state down. Um, And and they're bragging about it like it's okay, And so I'm afraid that, you know, it's look at Texas. Right. We're getting a lot of the, the lefties going out there. Because they see, oh wow, Texas is great, um, Florida is great, you know, um, great place to live, great economies, you know, all these wonderful things. Let's go wreck that shit too, and and bring our liberal policies, you know. And and I wonder, to your point, you know, how do we stop that or curb that? Um, because again, you know, everybody comments about how you know, you know, um, you know, people that are liberals, it's a you know, it's a mental disease, you know. And I'm wondering. It's not so much as a mental disease. It's that once they've been inculcated in this mindset, you can't change it. Um, and mm-hmm. I made a comment the other day. You remember when at the other meeting we were at there, guys? You know, I made the comment that m- my objective, if I was to get into this political sphere, is not to try to, to win over the hearts and minds of the left because they're gone. They're lost cause, right? That's not mm-hmm. that. Uh, forget it. They're done. My, my mission would be to embolden and empower, power and strengthen the right to push back harder and overrun these guys, not just resist, basically take it back, take it away from them. And uh we've got to be just as loud and vocal as they are. And and here's the other thing that irritates the hell out of me. I hate when I hear people I'm the solid majority. No, you're a coward. Okay. Yeah. You're, you're a goddamn coward. Sorry for my language, but you know, and I, I see that all the time, you know, and I and I know a lot of my friends that are, you know, the quiet, you know, the quiet professionals and you know solid majority. Look, how'd that work out for you? In the last couple of elections right the squeaky, right. The squeaky wheel always gets Greece. and that's exactly what happened all these little loud liberals you know chanting all kinds of stuff about racism fascism misogynism homosexualism all this crap you know people are they're paying attention they get all the attention it makes the news right journalism you know they get all the attention, and. uh and we're losing because we're being quiet. And that's my, been my argument all this time. We need to just get up and be make a lot of damn noise. You know? Yeah. And uh and be re- and be aggressive about it. But, yeah, hey, we're gonna be fascist, racist, aggressive, and all these meanies, you know, toxic males and shit. Let's just, let's be it, let's do it. Let's go ahead and follow through then. Let's, you know, that's what yeah, I say it about. on my show all the time,
3: you know, to, to to stand up for it. And you know, don't let somebody tell you you know oh you're uh, this a racist or you're a whatever it's like you know what own up to it and be like whatever you know and just put your foot down and say enough of this crap uh and you're right there's there's just too many people that are too many wusses about this and they're just not willing to that's kind of one of those oh well you know somebody else is going to do it you know i've got so and so is in congress or whatever and is fighting for me they're not fighting for you you got to fight for yourself and you got to stand up i mean a perfect example really truly is and i and i talk about this all the time is the school boards you look at what those parents have done in school boards. And, you know, we've now got the, the Department of Justice calling them domestic terrorists, and <laughs> they're still flipping them off. Not only are they flipping them off, they're now running for those offices. Yep. So, I mean, that's what we really need. We need more people to just stand up and just say, stop it. Knock it off. This isn't going to happen.
1: Yeah. Uh, and, you know, and hats off to uh, to our governor, DeSantis, you know, and uh, yeah. you know, I was I was out yeah. last night talking to some veterans just happened to run into them. I was out at, at newbie's here and uh, guy walked up to me and had a comment about my mustache and and that led to he turns out they were veterans and uh, you know and we get we went down this road about politics and and where we are today and one of the first comments they was they made was how proud they are of you know the Florida governor and uh, I said yeah you know what there's a guy that uh, you know he's got some fortitude man he um he doesn't care what other people think right he's not playing He's not playing the game, you know, the political game and like too many politicians out there. And, uh, you know, that's what we need. We need guys that are in that seat that are not wearing the politics hat, not going to play the game. Mm -hmm. I heard another comment, too, about, uh, you know, the meeting that we were at the other night, guys. Um, The comment was made, you know, uh, you know, people in the office in Congress and Senate, you know, it's quid pro quo. If we got to pass this bill, we got to give something up. You know, we got, you know, exchange this for that, you know. And I'm like, why? Why nope. do we got to do all that? Why do we got to do it? Let's just take it all, right? Yeah. And let's stop playing games. Okay, I'll let you have this. If you give me that, you know, that's that's the problem with politics is they've turned it into a game, right? Yeah. It's and games, gamesmanship. And rather than just somebody grabbing a ball sack going, no, you know what? I want this. I want all of that. And I ain't giving you nothing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, let's Man. just be assholes. Let's be the uh, assholes that we can for- with
2: yeah. For years now, for years now. I mean, look, if we if we roll hard and we have to compromise something in the end, then so be it. But stop this nonsense where you roll out for something good, righteous, uh, that is is good for your, your community, the country, what have you. And go, well, I understand that I'm going to have to give something up. No. Walk in and say, all right, this is what we're doing. And uh, I don't give a damn whether you like it or not. We're doing it. And if in the end, if you can't, if you're two votes shy and there's a guy that says, well, I I need you to tweak it or something, then fine. You know, at that exact point, at the moment that you have to be willing to give up something. But until then, it's nope. we're rolling hard. We're taking whatever we want. And it doesn't matter whether you like it or not. And we need that more than anything else that we could possibly need on this planet right
1: now. (laughs) What they'll call you for that is they're going to call you uh dictators fascists you uh, know you, you which is call okay them. because they are calling me that anyways right exactly
0: so, <laughs> no, it's fine they just have okay, them, you know have them call you eisenhower because he called it unconditional surrender
1: yeah you know so i hear that too often and man there's got to be there's got to be some changes you know the word politician has a dirty name it just has a dirty ring to it you know um and I, when i think of politicians for the most part, not all, but for the most part, most of those, look, you look at some of these weenies out there, man, that are politicians, um, have done nothing in their life. Great, great example, Joe Biden, 45 years. What what has this guy ever done experience, right? That that he can identify with us. He can't. Okay. He's done nothing on our level. He's never been out there with the real Americans. He has no idea. Um, they're so, they are so far removed from society that they're, that they can't identify with us. And I think what we need is more guys that are not politicians, but just a common man with common sense to go up there and represent, you know, represent the people and not themselves. Um, I'm all about term limits. I'm all about, listening. you know what, I'm all about, hey, you're going to get on an airplane and you're going to take off from Texas and hide in Washington, D.C., you know, because you don't want to vote on a bill. Then I guess what? You should get paid all those days. Actually, you should be like in the military, get an article 15, right? Um, there's got to be consequences, man, you know? And 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 these people aren't held to account. And then here's the thing that pissed me off too, I just read. Um, so they just voted themselves, what, a 21% pay uh, pay increase? Are you yeah. kidding me? Are you yeah. kidding me? <laughs> hey, they work really hard. Come on, man.
0: 79 <laughs> <Kill on> <laughs> They got that 7.9% inflation, right? Yeah. 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 So might as well just, you know, round it up three times.
2: So, since they only vote annually, right for for those raises, or at least they're supposed to only vote annually, they voted themselves a twenty one percent pay raise. You think they don't know what's coming?
0: Yeah, I know. That that
2: is some unnerving stuff. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) If there's
0: seven point nine percent already, then yeah, that means they know that there's thirteen point one percent more inflation coming down the pipe. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. It's uh, and and the people just keep voting for them. You know, as I was mentioning the other day, you know, in that another show that we had, you know. We've got to be able to really we've got to look we got to go way down to the lowest denominator and use plain language to the people and, and make and explain to them really what's going on. M- most people don't pay attention to politics. you're right. you somebody mentioned earlier you know they just have, they, they, they vote for a guy, he'll take care of me, government will take care of me, and they go on to mind their business, you know and then they wonder, wow, why is gas so price so high? You know, why am I paying so much for milk and shit? You know, um, and then they just hear, oh, somebody else, it's the Russians' fault. Oh, okay, that that explains it, right? Because there's this war going on. It's well, so yeah, high. and I saw that on TikTok. So come on, Dale i know right (laughs) we're smart enough to see what's going on we see the psyops campaign underway right they use tiktok it's a it's nothing but a tool that they use for psychological operations to to promote their agenda why everybody follows tiktok i don't but everybody else is all on board especially the 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 you know the very vulnerable and and uh you know the young minds out there the impressionable minds they just go right along with it TikTok, you know wow that's a cool cool administration cool president oh, and yeah. they're just manipulated over and over and over
3: a, i have a horrible addiction to it because there's actually a lot of entertaining stuff on there but um, uh, with that aside there are so many things that i see that you just look at it and you're like
1: the fuck did where did you get that information from
3: i mean seriously uh, you know, one of the ones going around right now uh, that has gone fi- uh, viral, which uh, is funny because there's a lot of conservatives and those on the right that are now on TikTok and like correcting things. But this idiot's going on, and he's got a, a display right behind of the Statue of Liberty and saying that when Russia originally gave us the Statue of Liberty, <laughs> God. it was copper. What? <laughs> you can't make this shit up. It's- <laughs> all the time, and you're just like, how are you this stupid?
0: I mean. Like a fraction of that's true. Like it, it was cop but It still what is. Still
3: is copper. It's it always going to be. Copper. So yes, yeah, so, so that what you said was true. You're well, like no, the?
0: no. When it was given, it was co- that technically. If I'm giving some any percentage points on a test, they did get that when when it was gifted, it was copper. That's Indeed, technically. I mean, yeah. Not Paris or not France and not, not that it still is. This,
2: but this is the part. quiz that says one out of 10, see me after class. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> this is the one that says a scheduled call with your parents. Yeah. No, but yeah, in general, I do feel like that's kind of what's going on. I mean, Mark Dice was walking around, I think, like two days ago, asking people who the vice president was. Not a single goddamn person knew. But they were all mad that Joe Rogan was uh, hunting Triceratops so (laughs) i guess that's kind of the state of the nation right now
2: but so don't that the the vice president thing dice has been doing that for years nobody ever knows who the vice president is it's ridiculous Uh, or
1: or why the civil war was fought that's uh, they don't get that one either man it's like no (laughs)
2: that that's incredible because these are the same people who every other day of the week will tell you we're evil because of slavery like well you know we we killed a lot of Americans, so we're ending that, right? Like yeah. a lot of them.
1: It doesn't matter it's the dumb masses, you know. I said this before, you know. The Russian, the Roman Empire said, you know, give them bread and circus, and the dumb masses will never pay attention to what's going on in the Senate. You know, we can we can have our way. Well, look how that all worked out in the end, right? It doesn't work no. out. Here we are again, right? We we do live among the dumb masses. And just because you have a college education doesn't mean you have effective intelligence, right? You Just because you have an education doesn't mean you know anything. Look, a lot of these doctors or these professors, you know, at these universities, they're, they're career students. They're, that's it, man. That's all they – academia, that's all they know, right? They don't know the real world. Yet they got the, they got a big mouth and they have a big audience, you know, of, of – of, of, uh, vulnerable, fertile minds that they can, you know, they can indoctrinate and that's where we're at. Right. So we have a, we have a huge breakdown in, in the education system. It's been underway for many, many, many years. Um, I would even go so far back as saying, you know, Mr. Spock, Dr. Spock, you know, that guy, you know, that guy was in the forefront of destroying our freaking, you know, our, our, youth, man, you know, the don't spank and, you know, and all that bullshit. Um, i am tell you what, I'm a better man for the spankings I got, you know, me too my yep. dad my ass because that's why I'm still alive and not in jail, you know, or dead. Yeah.
2: It conveys, uh, Hey, don't do that pretty well. <laughs> you know? Yeah.
0: Being raised as an Irish Catholic gets a lot of flack, but yeah, I, I do know when to shut the fuck up. Yeah. I fear the wooden
2: spoon, my mom would
0: be, I know.
1: Big I know. Spoon. Oh,
0: no. Sure. Oh, that, had the
1: army belt. That, that was his weapon of choice.
0: <laughs> my older brother, Charlie still holds the trophy. He's the only one to ever get the spoon broken. On him. <laughs> Yeah. But, uh, but, uh so, you know, kind of kind of pushing all of that aside and all jokes aside, like, like what can we do? I mean, Don, you're obviously involved locally. I try to have on as many candidates as I can. Like, what can we do for specifically Florida and Texas to make sure this shit doesn't come? And if it or if it already is coming to stop the flow, Don, I feel like you normally have the best take on this. So although you're in Texas, what would you recommend they do? or all of us do, uh,
2: for Florida. So it's, it's the same game everywhere, right? All your federal representatives basically need to be a smoke screen, uh, dear feds stay out, uh, and all of your local guys. And it, it is, it's been a really heartening past six months, uh, because I've been doing this for, for years and years now. And, uh, the past six months has been like the school board thing. Um, people going, Oh, so you're not going to listen. No problem. Get out. Right. Uh, And that is the kind of thing where there's still a lot of federal influence. And and that's where most of this creeps in. Right. And you you can go back to, you know, I I can drive 55 kind of nonsense with 55 mile an hour speed limits for gas rationing. They've been doing this a long time and they're very good at it. The thing is, when states go, we're just not going to play anymore, then the game is up. That's it. No more. There's nothing to do. And there's there's a couple of states that never had a 55 mile an hour speed limit that never had, uh, you know, Common Core being taught in schools that never had any of the CRT nonsense uh, taught in schools. And I know for all the guys who were like really into that, oh, Don, but there was like, you know, this one school. Yeah, OK, there's one school. There's not every school in the state. There's not every road in the state there's not uh whatever it is that you're talking about it's not universal and you can go play whack-a-mole with just a couple but if it's everywhere you have a fight on your hands right and a real big one and in the end uh a thing that that the right is not very good at is just saying no and that's what it comes down to just we're not doing it and what are you going to do and every time it happens the answer uh from basically everybody is well, I don't know. You guys never say no. Well, how do we how do we deal with this? And somehow we never learn the lesson. Somehow we don't. Uh, yeah. How do we not have 25 Ron DeSantis running states? How is that not a thing? Right. Because if 25 states in the union went, we're not doing any of this. Oh, the university system is completely jacked up because uh, we've been letting you control this. OK, fine. We're going after the university system. Deal with it. Uh, because we don't care what you have to say. Oh, we're not going to get federal funds. We don't care. Right. On and on every single arena, a hundred percent of the time. If you get local candidates who let's be honest, can't be voted out because the moment people find out what's going on, they go, you know what, now it's dangerous because, uh, I know it's dangerous. And that guy showed up for the sole reason of saying, stop this nonsense And then that guy becomes immune to being gotten rid of, right? Lauren uh, Lauren Boebert does this at the federal level. Ron DeSantis does this at the governor level. Um, There's quite a few, right? Um, All over the country, you can find somebody somewhere. uh, And as long as you don't end up with things like jungle primaries, which are ridiculous, that's how we lose everything, right? If if your state is ever talking about a jungle primary, I don't care what you have to do. Stop that. Uh, Because that's how you get the problems that Orange County out in California has, where they're starting to lose one of those bastions of uh, you know, we actually control this one little space, this space fights the state, et cetera. The moment you let them start playing with election rules, for some reason, Democrats win forever after that. Just what a coincidence. And these are the things that have to be stopped. That said, in the world of nobody pays attention to politics, you need to personalize this stuff. And that sounds terrible, right? Like maybe we maybe we should righteously stand up and say, Hey, that's wrong. We're not we're not doing that. But most people's lines are are ridiculously far. Um, it, you know, I want to throw your kid to meat grinder. Whoa. Okay, we're stopping there. Prior to that, though, is well, how bad is this? And for any of you paying attention, for any of you who have uh, you know, who are are reading these books that uh, are going out to schools and going, oh my god, this is porn that we're handing eight year olds. Go buy the book and take it to your neighbor and go. You read this because let me tell you, people don't like it. People get mad. And the moment they get mad, then they want to get up and do something. And anything prior to that, there's always an excuse. There's all oh, I'm busy. Oh, I got bowling night. Uh, but once they're mad, they're willing to get up and tell, you know, say to the powers that be, that's enough. We're done.
3: Thoughts. Mr. Rost? Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, fine, man. <laughs> My brain is fried. It really is <laughs> um, between the, the the job, the normal one, and all of this bullshit going on in this world. Well, right, my friend, yeah, you know, I, I mean, he's he's perfectly right. You know, it's it's a matter of the states really standing up and saying fuck off. Um, and, and I think that we've we've gotten to a point where too many states are just like, okay, yeah, we'll do whatever it is you want. Um, and you know, the only reason why I don't say it on the radio is because of the fact that I'm governed by the FCC, but I, I just totally want to say, fuck off to the federal government. Yeah. Um, and I think we need to do that a lot. We need more Ron DeSantis's. We need more States to stand up and say, mm, no, you can take your school system and shove it up your ass. Um, you can take these rules and regulations or we don't get our money. You can shove it up your ass. Uh, you can take all of these policies and ideologies and shove that so up your ass, you can scratch the back of your eyeballs. Um, but unfortunately, there's, you know, like Dale was saying earlier, there's not enough people that really, truly are willing to, you know, say no and stand up. And until we start getting more people doing that, and I think we need to have more people out there encouraging that that's what you need to start doing. Um, it's only going to get worse. So, you know, it, it's a matter of having a, a campaign towards the federal government of fuck off, leave us alone, let us do what we want to do. Um, if I want to go, uh, live in an area where I can go take a dump in a a changing room that I'm going to move to San Francisco, you know, and you don't give me any shit about it. If I want to live in a state where when I need to take a dump, I go find a restroom and do it. I'm going to stay in the state of Florida. Um, and, and I think that's really, truly what it needs to be. I mean, and I say this all the time. I'm always preaching about this, about how we need to take back, uh, the powers that the states have and we need to reduce the size of federal government reduce the size of bureaucracy reduce everything about federal government and get them down to the point where they protect our borders Which they can't even do that right now um but all this other bullshit that we get from the federal government where there's not enough um people and enough politicians uh tell the to tell the government where to kiss it hey the problem
1: here's another problem and the problem is it's a you know, it goes back to what I said earlier about politicians. You know, most politicians mm-hmm. have never really done anything significant or worthy. They've never been out there and been tested. Um, they just, they're a guy that, you know, I, when I think about, I think about what's his name, Beto O'Rourke, right? Look at this guy. I mean, look at this guy, right? And this guy, and people actually listen to this guy, and and he lies. Remember, he's like, I'm going to take your guns. That's what, I'm going to take your guns. And I was like, oh, I will never take your guns. Like, and everybody's like, "Oh, okay, he wouldn't take a gun." It's like the guy. It's like people's memory is like that long, man. They don't remember what people said him, even Biden and all the racial comments he's made in the past. You know, I mean, they told him just totally dismiss And I look at black people go, "Why'd you vote for this guy?" You know, tell me something racist Trump said, and I'll show you. I'll show you ten things Biden said, right? And so the problem is, I think we like leadership. Um, that's the best way to put it. What we have in office up and down the, the whole chain is um, managers. They're just managers, they're not leaders, right? And there's yeah. terrible managers. on top of that with some exceptions. Now I look at DeSantis as a leader, right? Who also has management skills and he's got the right team under him to help him manage that. There's There are others like him, but not many. You know, when I look at, I'll use San Francisco for example, California. Okay, these are all managers. Okay, there's not there's not one leadership bone between all of them put together, not one. Um, and that's a huge difference because it takes leadership to stand up and go, no, we're not doing it this way. No, I don't care about your money and we're going to do it this way. The whole thing that just came out with, uh, you know, don't say gay thing, right? They they, so they yeah. totally twisted that shit around, right? But, you know, DeSantis didn't try to like downplay. He's like, you know, that's not what I said. If you want to lie, go ahead, but I'm not going to sit there and re-explain it, explain it to you idiots, you know? Um, but that's what it's gonna take. It's gonna take guys to go, no, we're not we're not bargaining, we're not gonna negotiate, it's not gonna be quid pro quo, it's my way or the highway, you know, and and start standing up to these guys, you know. Um they they don't have they got what they have is I don't wanna call it balls, what they have is gall, right? Like the old rocks out there and and uh (laughs) fucking AOC, right? They got they got gall, right? And and they don't have balls, but they're little fucking paper tigers. That's it, man. They talk a lot of shit, but that's it, right? But when it takes somebody, you know, that's got some balls like DeSantis, they're, they're not going to stand for guys like that. Um, when We need more Trump. For example, Trump, man, there's a guy with balls, okay? And they hated that. You know, they, they call him all kinds of names, but at the end of the day, he got things done, right? We're not, We wouldn't be in this predicament we're in right now if he was, you know, if he was still in office. But because the guy had balls, he had, you know, he had the 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 tenacity and, and the, uh, you know, the resolve to, to follow through on what he wanted on his agenda and not let be, these other people bully him or, hey, I'll give you this if you give me that. he like, screw you. We're doing it this way or just get out of the way. We need more of that. And it's lost. It's lost in our culture because over the years in school, you know our kids have been indoctrinated that you know toxic masculinity is bad. You know um, everybody's equal. You know and, and you know it's you know everybody gets a trophy. You know they they really have emasculated men. You know and it made them little girly men. And look and I'll tell you something. I was talking about this with the vets last night, and these were younger guys um, in their twenties, and they were all on their own. Came I go listen. I'm really embarrassed about my generation. Uh, these guys are a bunch of, they're, they're weenies, right? And I was like, you know, I'm glad you said it, but I've, I realized a long time ago. And that's so true. Even when you know, we see guys in the same age group going, yeah, my, my, my peer group is a bunch of clowns or a bunch of weenies or a bunch of sissies. Um, you know, we've got a problem. I've seen it in combat. Okay, I've actually seen it in combat. So I'll give you a little quick story. I was, I think it was 2010, 2010 big operation in Kunar Valley up in Afghanistan fighting Taliban blah 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 it was a three-day operation it included the uh Afghan National Army uh U.S. military special forces and uh and our our guys all mercenaries and um, one of my my one of my um contemporaries one of the other guys that was with me he had his platoon was coming around and there's American platoon sitting underneath some tr- some trees and shade and had all the equipment off. This is during a firefight now. And about 500 yards out in front of them was an MRAP had been hit with an RPG and were American casualties. They were, and they were still taking fire. And uh, he stopped, looked at him and go, Hey guys, there's you guys out there dead and wounded. Why are you guys just sitting here, you know, not doing anything? And the answer literally was, it's too hot. It's too hot out there. And they literally took their shit off. So they'd cool off in the shade. And so my my partner had to send our guys out there to recover these Americans and provide first aid while they're met, while the American medics watch, and uh, and he pulled the captain to the side. He goes, "Hey captain, he goes, what's going on here? You know, how come you can't motivate your men to get out there and work?" And his answer was, "I don't. They won't listen to me. They won't do. They won't do what I tell them." You know, and so and this was in 2010. Okay, and these are young soldiers, young infantry guys, and the the there's that told me that told me all I need to know. And that's not the first time I've seen that. In fact, a big report went in on this, and that all ended up in the in the uh, shredder. but I wanted to talk about what went on that day, but to me, that's just another sign and symptom of a bigger problem that we have in our society. We have gotten to a point where, you know, and even I say it today. I've, you know, I look at our military. I look at a lot of our special forces. Um, and I'm like, this is not the same military I was in. It's just been totally watered down. And now, you know, I, I used to coach and mentor a lot of young men to go into the military. They would come all the way down here to Florida just to hang out with me for the weekend, you know. And we go shoot guns and talk army stuff, you know, and get them mindset ready for, for for the army. And now, when they ask me, I go, you know what? Um, mm-hmm. Don't join the military. I yeah. actually discourage them from joining the military. You know, that, that's sad because my son's a Green Beret. He's a Ranger of Green Beret, okay, as I was. And you know. And here I am telling other people don't don't go in the military. I'm telling yeah. them, I, even my friends, my veteran friends, are telling their sons the same thing: stay out. Why would you go fight for this? Why would you fight for this government? Okay, you can say, well, we're fighting for America. No, I'm not even fighting for this America because more than half this America, they're not Americans. They're pseudo Americans at best. At best, you know why? You know, There's a poll that just came out uh, recently where they asked you know Americans, um, you know, how many of you would fight for your country? You know. And more than half of the Democrats said they would leave. They wouldn't fight for their country. Yeah, like yeah. that's that says all I need to know. Okay. You know, it was sixty-eight percent of Republicans and conservatives would go and fight. It you was know, something like forty-eight percent. Um, no, it was fifty-something was percent of Democrats said they would leave the country. You know, and <laughs> give it up. So why would I send go down range or send my son down range to fight on their behalf?
2: You, you I know. You know what that is? That is an indication that you, dear, dear conservatives everywhere, dear, dear vaguely American-loving people, dear people who are apolitical but like the general premise of this country, the fight is here now. It is not wherever over there it is. The fight is here right. right now. You want to fight for this country? Do it across the street from your house because that's where the fight is.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Fuck, yeah. Fuck yeah. Um. Well. And Mr. Rust, uh, I think we can chip in for your therapy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and
0: now, after talking to Dale, most people have the same reactions.
3: Yeah, like I, think, I think or... Dale and I need to go to lunch now after that or something. I mean, good God. I, I mean, know. it's it really, truly, it honestly, I mean, I, I read this stuff and it, and it sure. didn't come to surprise to me. But to hear that story. You know, all I can think of is, man, this really sounds like a the Hollywood horror flick of a city gone zombie. It it's sounds really, like a Republican really scare like. film,
0: right? It sounds yeah, like yeah, some it, it overblown really really- 1980s, the communists are here. You heard the right. story. You don't get the yeah. I get from Dale. You don't get the yeah. videos of the naked women standing on the street corners. It's right?
1: Gotham City. I, we laugh and we call it Gotham City. It's literally Gotham City.
0: Yeah. Should, I, mean, literally, I literally
1: have video. I walk out. There's, I hear screaming horns, people everywhere, and there's some woman with no clothes on jumping around and dancing and hanging it all out, you know. And, uh, and I see people masturbating in the streets. I see, I see people covering themselves up with sheets, literally standing in the middle of traffic like a ghost for an hour, just not even moving, man. It's the fentanyl and, and all the drugs. And, you know, that's the scary thing, too. But I want to jump on the fentanyl train for a second, man. Um, this is to me, one of the most dangerous drugs that are out there and and i'll tell you why it's so dangerous because you don't have to ingest it to be poisoned or killed by it um you just have to have a small amount touch your skin this happens all day long i carry narcan with me just for that reason um the police have given it to me out there because people go down hard and die fast from from uh, fentanyl it's everywhere they're lacing all the marijuana the other drugs look it's a great date rape drug You know, you could take a little bit and put it on, for example, you just put it on a doorknob or something and you go and somebody touches it. Guess what? They're going to be on queer street in a matter of minutes. And then they're going to either be dead or they're going to be a zombie. Um, You know, it's, it's so bad out there that the San Francisco police were telling me that, you know, they're watching people get um, drugged, you know, at these concerts and stuff. People are dying. This whole thing in Houston, you know, there was no, there was no further discussion about what actually happened. That's that stampede. It started out with the security officer going, yeah, I felt a prick in my neck and I went down. Yeah, you know what that was? An insulin needle. But you know what also they use, um, they're actually using these they're, they're um what do you call them? They're it's like a blow pop ring, right? That you know, it's got like candy on it. Yeah. And they're actually putting a needle in it, all right, and they're filling it with um with uh fentanyl, and they're walking by and basically slapping people on the ass, especially bumping into them. You don't feel it. it's a small little prick, next thing you know, you're going down and they're doing that shit. Um it's it's an it's a weapon of terrorism now. You know, you could put down a lot of people really fast with fentanyl. Um, I, I mean I'm seeing what the side effects are, and it ain't pretty, man. It is no. not pretty. Um, I forget what the statistics were in San Francisco, but it's some incredible amount of people die every year downtown San Francisco from fentanyl. Um, it's like I mean, it's like a huge body count. You know, I've got security officer friends, that's all they do at night is patrol the streets, and they're telling me all the time they police policing bodies. Um, there's so much going on there, death and carnage that it's not in the news. I had a guy get stabbed to death in front of my hotel room. Okay, and that never made the news. You know, no. they don't want to talk about that. You know, that's the reality of San Francisco. My wife keeps wanting to come out there and visit. I go, hell no, you're not coming out there. It's crazy, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's just crazy. I wouldn't I've seen women getting punched in the head, getting beat up, you know, just all kinds of stuff. Just just mind the damn business, you know. So, anyways, um yeah, the little fentanyl thing got me all worked up here for a second. And that's
0: that's generate that's gen one there's car fentanyl which is about 500 times stronger and then i think there's isocarfentanil, fentanyl which is about a thousand times stronger to the point where i mean it means- it's pretty bad
1: here too it's in, in panama city beach i don't know if you know that russ but yeah uh, yeah yeah, it big- uh, yeah it's like fire departments you know they're they're going it's falling they can't get up they go to grandma's house and they put their arm and pick him up and she's got fentanyl patch and boom power goes down you know and um, now he's got to be revived with Narcan. You know it's uh, it's it's everywhere, man, and it's so easy to administer topologically to anybody. You know, if you want to infect you, like this is what I'm concerned about. Spring break here, right? You go into these bars, just freaking packed with you know these young kids and college people, and and uh, you can go in there and easily, man. You know, hit somebody with a little bit of uh, fentanyl, walk them out, and have your way with them all night long. They have no idea. If, assuming they survive it, right? Um, yeah.
0: Dosages. Yeah, no, are assuming they survive.
1: Yeah, you know, it's like, you know, just because one dosage worked on one person doesn't mean you can't kill somebody else with the with the same dosage, man. So it's, it's Rush Roulette, you know. The difference
0: um, in dosages are so tiny that, you know, we would look at something like if me and Rust both drank and got and died, or I died and he didn't. And we go, well, What's the difference? I it
3: should be all right.
0: Yeah, well yeah. And Brian goes, Well, I had <laughs> one drink and Tommy drank an entire gallon of vodka. You go, Oh, okay, well that makes sense. Well, I mean, when we're looking at when you're looking at lethal doses that are I mean, the exhalation can make it blow away. What's the difference between one pinhead and five pinheads?
1: Right. So to expand on that, to expand on that point, right? So here we have Joe Biden issuing thirty million dollars worth of crack pipes and you know and drug paraphernalia, right? So, so it sounds to me like the President of the United States is basically supporting people's drug problems. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he's perpetuating it. Is what he's doing. And why has nobody called him out on that yet? How is that helping anybody? I'm going to tell you right now in San Francisco, you know, openly be able to inject and all this stuff and clean. That's not it's not it's not saving people's lives. OK, no. people are dying constantly because all of the other ancillary diseases come along with that. You know, HIV and and, uh, you know, all the hepatitis and everything else that comes along with drug overdose, you know, then just the, the stabbings and the, and the murder that goes along with it nobody's being helped by this open policy, open use policy, you know, and I think it's time to go back to crushing nuts. Going, you're freaking selling drugs. You're using drugs. You take your ass and go to jail. You're going to pay a heavy prime. I think the best way to stop it is deterrence. This is all this other little, you know, bullshit of, you know, and here's everything. Well, you know, people are mentally ill. Well, let me tell you every country I've been into, I have never seen the, the level of mental illness that I see in San Francisco. Um, why is it everybody in San Francisco is mentally ill? probably because everybody's taking drugs and we allow all this shit because you don't see in Panama city beach. We have a quack here and there, but uh, you know, it's a legitimate quack, but it, we don't, I'm telling you right now, I've never seen so many crazy people in my life. One every 10 seconds comes along screaming and hollering, doing weird shit, you know, shit in their pants. Literally. That's the other thing I can't get my head around is Damn people me. walk around literally with shit bulging out of their pants, drinking coffee, And they're totally oblivious to the idea that they got the worst smelling shit, by the way, because it doesn't smell like human shit anymore, coming out their ass. And they're walking around like they're totally oblivious, you know, and most people just tolerate like whatever, whatever. Uh, (laughs) Well, I think
0: I think think, think (laughs) Dale does O'Brien an apology lunch or something. So so I've got I've got to wrap this one up. I got another guy coming in in two minutes. Uh, I think we should definitely do it again sometime and further uh, mentally scar. Brian.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, Brian, I will put you in touch with Dale because I believe you. Yeah, know.
1: absolutely. Yeah, man, I'd love to meet you, man. I'm
0: glad I and, have some yeah, lunch. <laughs> yeah, i get a little fucked up and uh, maybe Brian can take revenge on you. But uh, <laughs> Brian, Dale, Don, thank you, awesome. you so much, my friends. And uh, if anybody wants to tune in for more fentanyl-laced uh, shit zombie stories, well, I get to tune in next week or something. I'm sure whatever the fuck Dale. Oh, Dale's going back out there. So we'll have some fresh stories. As yeah, if go. we didn't have enough. Well, oh. maybe, maybe Dale can bottle the smell to make the story <laughs> a little more realistic for us. Actually, Never, please
2: enough. don't. I, I've been to Frisco recently, I and uh, the smell—the smell—is the thing that it's—it's it's like when you talk to people about Saving Private Ryan, they're like, "Yeah, it was exactly like that, except for the smell." Oh, yeah. Right. And San Francisco is the same way because it. You know, it's, if if you've ever been to like a porta potty, right? You're like, "Oh man, how bad could it be?" It's not like that. It's not at all. It is the worst thing you've ever smelled in your life. It, it, it's like some strange combination of rotting meat and human waste. Well, and
0: I've, body had, odor. I've, had an, I've had enough of this conversation. So it's terrible. <laughs> right? I wanted to go eat lunch. Yeah, I got well, I really got well, one, I gotta wrap this one up. And two, I'd rather blow my brains out than listen to uh, <laughs> for another 30 seconds. So guys, I'll <laughs> call the episode when it's up. Uh Brian, I'll put you in touch with Dale. And Thanks, guys. yeah, we'll all put it together. Thank you so much, my friends.